NXT TakeOver 25. It is June 1st, 2019. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan will be coming along soon. And uh, the first takeover of the post-AEW Double or Nothing era. A lot, lot of anticipation tonight. A lot of pressure on tonight. Raj, uh, high-level thoughts. How do you think this did and how do you think it competed with Double or Nothing last weekend? Uh, well, I thought it was... I mean, it was a really fun show. I mean, every match I thought was... I mean, almost every match was great um you know the main event the fans loved it i, I thought at times there's just too many kick out at twos <laughs> where it gets a little ridiculous but i mean it was still an amazing match um so i mean it was it was awesome uh i think as an overall event i mean it doesn't necessarily compare to last week because last week had the historic feel you know being the first and everything in the cody and dustin match but this for a takeover is another uh another home run yeah, we did get an AEW cameo tonight. Did you see Britt Baker uh, sitting there kind of next to Stephanie McMahon when they panned to her? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, so Britt is involved with Adam Cole and was there at the show, but that was an interesting moment. Uh, that aside, yeah, not a lot of surprise today. I think people may have uh, speculated themselves into a bit of a corner this evening. I'm sure you heard and read the rumors with everyone speculating everything from Undisputed Era implodes tonight. The guys turn on Adam Cole or vice versa. Uh, maybe Kevin Owens shows up. Maybe some crazy stuff happens. Hell, after that Tyler Breeze video package, I thought we might see Summer Rae and Fandango come back tonight. I thought anything was possible given that the stakes are so high post double or nothing, but it was kind of a, an uneventful you know, as far as as far as that goes, I think there were some fantastic matches, some unexpected finishes, but yeah, not necessarily the surprise fest that some people might have been hoping for tonight. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, I think that's people expecting it when it was never advertised. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was. Other than that, it was a great show, and I actually have to be leaving here soon because of uh, the. Tri there's a Triple H conference call, and uh, uh, Nick is at a wedding, so I'm going to have to jump on this one. Uh, so we were going to talk about the uh, the Dean Ambrose, uh, the John Moxley stuff. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing well, man. Matt, how did you feel about Takeover tonight? Where the hell are you? I'm, I'm in my home studio. <laughs> You misart. I that looks good. Uh, yeah. That looks very professional. I was not expecting <laughs> no. that. Sorry. Oh, need to up our game. Get... Yeah, that's really up. Yeah, I feel very bare here. Um, sorry guys. I know we gotta get into it. Um, John Moxley stuff. Is that what we're talking? The podcast. Uh, well, first, your overall thoughts on uh, just quick NXT? thoughts on takeover. Yeah. Freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise, we got some great wrestling in the last uh, seven days, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very satisfied. And guess what? None of it were the flagship shows. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Between YouTube and my boy, Orange Cassidy, I'm not going to stop saying his name. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and uh, AEW and now NXT, man, I feel very spoiled. I feel uh, like we got some great wrestling. In the main event, we can get into it. Uh, I got some things that I want to uh, pick apart in. I can't believe I'm saying that because the match was really good. I did and, too. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into those false finishes at the end that they just uh, – Too many, right? I thought they overdid it. It wasn't even just too many. It was, listen, and I want the fans at home to understand this. I'm going to put this in the context. I think they'll understand real quick. You're in a fight. Right. And you're you're on you're knocked on knocked out street. You're on your knees. You're like borderline about to black out. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a fight, but it happens. You're going to throw a haymaker that you, you're going to throw your punch that you've done a million times in that situation where you don't even think you just react. 
in this match, that's what we're supposed to be telling the story wrestling, mind you. At the false finish stage, you're dead tired. You're not just gassed and, ex- and, and exhausted, but you're about to be, per se, knocked out for the three count, if you will, nine out of ten times, right? You can't kick out of three. You're not going to, in that situation, okay, start throwing your opponent's finishers as false finishers in that moment to knock them out with. You're not going to throw something that you've never thrown before. Yeah, that's a video right. game move. Like in the WWE video games, there's a steal your opponent's finisher uh, that you can do sort of in desperation. Do that. It adds. Okay, now to be fair, it adds to the excitement and it's something new. Meaning, you're not if, like for me, my finishing move was the carpet footprint, the bicycle kick. I'm not going to throw that five times to try to beat my opponent. But if we're talking in a real fight, yeah, I would because that's my money maker. That's the thing I knock people out with time and time and time again. And if they kick out the first time, I got to do it a second time. They kick out a second time. Guess what? I got to do it a third time then. You know, because that's what you react and naturally would do in a real fight. So I don't. So they lost me a little bit on that. And holy mackerel to kick out of three bicycle kicks to the back of his head. Johnny Gargano at the end, they started hulking up. No less. Right. Uh, He lost me there. Yeah, but it was still, I mean, oh, we're being super critical. I'm being super critical. I wanted to put notes down this time and really, like, really bring the, I wanted to explain this to the fans more. Yeah. So they can understand on their terms. If you've ever been in a fight, fans that are watching this, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're not going to start throwing moves out there when you got to beat somebody up who's putting a, you know, taking your, you know, putting the wood on you and you're getting your ass kicked. You're not going to start throwing a, you're not going to throw a drop kick. You're not going to start throwing left-handed punches all of a sudden. You're going to throw your right-handed haymaker that you've done a million times because you want to win that fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it protected Gargano, right? He still looked like, uh, you oh know, like Johnny God. wrestling, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and that was good. I mean, I don't think he's any worse for wear. I hope to God he's not being called up after this. Mm. He's staying in NXT. Me either. They need him in NXT, and uh, they won't use him right, Ron. Yeah, exactly. And I worry about Velveteen Dream, too. I mean, he has the look, the size, everything that they want. But the stuff that him doing scripted promos and the stuff Mm -hmm. that they script is what I'm worried about. He can – I think he's talented enough, okay, to, to be the actor, if you will, in those segments where they give him scripts and he can make it, it put some flair on it and be him. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried, like, the writing will be corny as hell. And it'll mm-hmm. be stupid. It won't be funny. It won't be witty. More importantly, it won't be within his persona. No, it's going to be Vince going, this is some good shit, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So uh, John Moxley is dropping so many interviews this week. Soon he's just going to start calling fans what? in the middle of the night and rambling. After Jericho, what did I miss? What else did he uh, do? Wade Keller. Right. And he's, he's done like Las four. Vegas radio. Oh, yeah. I got to go read. And there's another site. It's called like 25 Years Later site or something like that. Um, Moxley, you need to get on Wrestling Inc. The real thing. What are you doing, brother? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, I heard of Jericho's podcast and – I thought he did a good job because I know everyone was talking about it. Like this huge grenade went off, this huge bomb went off, and the curtain behind the WWE, you know, corporate was pulled, and yada yada yada. But I thought he did a good job without burying WWE. To be perfectly honest, I think he did because he was being very honest. He was passionate. He wasn't just burying like a lot of guys when they get released. And I was one. I bet you I did it too. If I go back in time and read my interviews that I gave when I got my release, is you get bitter. 
and you shit on the company usually. And, mm. and, and sometimes it's not always the company's fault why it didn't work out. So he didn't do that route. I thought, I thought he was very honest. And it was refreshing because he wasn't just bearing for the sake of bearing them. He told a very good story of him trying to fight his life off, his for his life, on, on, on how they were writing his promos for him and just letting him be himself a little bit more versus what they wanted him to do. And I appreciate him. How many times have you heard me say, guys, if you have that door cracked open with Vince McMahon, you've got to kick it in and keep it open. you got to keep that one-on-one -on -one conversation going with him every single week. Johnny was um, – Moxley was doing that. So there's no question that dude is passionate as hell about wrestling. And yeah. it makes you love him even more. It makes me want to watch him even more. And yeah. now when I go back and I watch him and he's you know, breathing in the oxygen, I really now believe that, that he's breathing clean air as he put it in those promos. Like it's not a work. It's not an exaggeration. You really get that from him. Yeah. Uh, he did talk, he, he was very critical of the company's creative Oh, very, he was, but like, I, I didn't think he did it in a way just to shit on them. Like, right, guys. right. He wasn't like Triple H is a bonehead or Ooh, it wasn't, right. it wasn't like, you know, like CM Punk took like a lot Punk. of shots at actual people. Yes. And, uh, this was more just about the system and, and how it argue. doesn't breed creativity. And, and this is what we, because you're right. What you're about to think, say is that what's his was more effective than Punk's I would argue as well. Because hmm. he didn't go that route just to bury for the sake of bearing. And he got into the storytelling part about being, you know, corny script writing versus what you were going to say now, Raj. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of what we talked about forever is that uh, we, we talk about time, since I've met you. You've been saying this. <laughs> Yeah, just these uh, these unorganic, uh, you know, uh, scripts and the stuff that they say and how everyone sounds the same and, and, and the overscripting. And, you know, people, you know, when we were criticizing the Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins storyline, like never having a motive, yeah. just just yeah. we were ripping on it. And the people would be like, oh, you guys are being negative. You're just negative about it. Well, the guy in it is, you know, you know, it was talking about how bad it was. Um, so it's these problems with creative. Everyone can see it. Um, and That's the popularity keeps dropping and they're not doing anything about it. And it's so ingrained in that their system that they have that I don't know what, how they get out of it. You, you, they got to change the creative direction here. I'm hoping AEW has something to do with that. I hope they've, they've got to do something here. They have to, they've got to change the game again. They have to. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, Supposedly, morale is at an all-time low backstage. Uh, the frustrations that Moxley had with Vince are being echoed. Everyone saying, Raj, I'm sure you're hearing from sources as well who are kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, spot on. Of course. Yeah, yeah we've heard that forever. Um, yeah. You know, people aren't just don't talk on the record. And even when they leave the company, a lot of times they don't want to talk on the record because they don't want they want to keep that door open. Yes. So um, not Matt Morgan. That door is shut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest, but what can I tell you? Yeah, I mean, you talked in depth that there's a big, uh, big piece uh, in the Post and Courier about Matt Morgan, written by Mike Mooneyham, uh, where you talk a lot about the stuttering gimmick that you were given, and, and you know, mm -hmm. the, the, just the creative process and some of the stupid stuff that they have and the hokey stuff, and you know, Moxley was talking about the pooper scooper promo, like <laughs> that's totally like if you're watching that with your friends. They're not going to be like, wow, this is this is interesting. This is engaging. You know, <laughs> you know what was great is we talked about being embarrassed. Yeah, that, that was a key thing. That was a key term I took away from that, and I, I, I did because I was doing a stuttering character. But to hear like someone like him, who's a main event talent, being pushed as the shield, 
you know, having right. something similar, but on a much different spectrum in context, have that embarrassment feeling just goes to show you that like there must be hundreds of others that can say the same thing. And what does that really say? Like you should not feel embarrassed. Yeah. Ever. You should be proud. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to do some silly things. Either Vince McMahon kiss my ass club or getting stink face from Keishi or whatever have you. There's some embarrassing moments that have to happen. That's part of the storyline though. That's different. It's not like shoot. You should never shoot be embarrassed. You should be proud. Yeah. You know, he's feeling what the audience is feeling on most of these. Uh, yes. yes. It's very uncomfortable all around. Uh, so, Raj, you're going to go hop on the Triple H call. Yeah, I still got a few more minutes. So um, there were a couple more things I wanted to talk about. What are you going to ask him? It's kind of tough because he, he gives a lot of non-answers. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it has to be related to NXT TakeOver or... Uh, uh, what do you think about NXT versus AEW this week? Yeah. What do you think about Britt Baker hanging out with your wife there in the audience? Yeah. Wait, what? Britt Baker, uh, who's dating Adam Cole, was right there in the shot with uh, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Good for you, Britt Baker. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing Moxley said, uh, he was talking about Roman Reigns uh, on Wade Keller's podcast and, he, and the Suffering Succotash promo. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Roman did not want to do it. He's like talking to Dean. He's like, you know, I tried to get them to change it. They won't. Uh, how do I do this? How do I make it sound cool? And they're just like, damn, you know, you can't do anything. And Dean was saying like, Roman's the coolest guy. Like everyone loves him backstage. He's got yeah, this charisma and the stuff that they script for him just keeps him down. They, they killed him. They were killing him. It was week after week after week. It was right when that happened, that promo, actually. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you should ask him about uh, is NXT still going to be on a talent acquisition spree? I know uh, I was tweeting about it today. I mean, so Matt, your favorite wrestler in mine, uh, Orange Cassidy, not assigned by AEW, hasn't been announced yet. There's still room for NXT to pick up some stars, okay. pick up some talent that's out there. I want, okay, they will never let him do that there. They will never so? let him do it there. For him to get a payday, I'd like for him to be signed for there, okay? Yeah. But then I lose my you know what I mean? My man crush. My man crush right now. And because they won't let him do it. Yeah. No, they won't let him do it. I, I just know. can't see that working in NX. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I just can't see them letting them do that. No way. Maybe. But uh there, but there was a lot of talent out there. So Joey Ryan announced the other night he's staying on the indies. That's correct, right, Rush? Yeah, but and they weren't interested in him as a wrestler anyway. They were interested in him in, in coaching. Ooh, and he's uh, no WWE. Uh, they they were interested in bringing him in for a coaching position. A f- couple months ago, it came out, but uh, so why wouldn't he go to AEW and sign? I don't know. Um, I don't I, do that. There has to be. Yeah, he said he's staying on the Indies, but uh, I mean, all his buddies are in AEW. I mean, don't you get to stay in the Indies if you're with AEW anyway? Kinda. And for for right now, once they go full time, you you don't. You know, once Whoa. they're. What's full time? One time a week for TV, right? But I don't think they want. I think in their contracts, you, you're pretty much exclusive to them after that point. Okay. Yeah, Which I, I, mean, get. I mean, it, it makes me sense too. to me. Me too. It's an investment. You don't want someone getting hurt on an independent. Oh, no, right? yeah. Me either. I wouldn't want that. No, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, tonight was definitely interesting. I think uh, in viewed through the prism of Moxley's interviews, it's something, man. You know, it's a weird time. I'm curious what they do Monday or Tuesday um, on Raw or SmackDown. So, I mean, this whole bullshit with Brock and Stephanie is going to punish Brock and Heyman for teasing the cash in and not cashing in. It makes no sense. And and so they announced on Twitter, 
uh, that they are cashing in. So that Brock is cashing in on. <laughs> I thought they were trolling. I thought they were trolling. It probably I could see it being because Brock hasn't wrestled on Raw since 2002, or maybe he's either 2002 or 2003. Just stop for a second and realize, and it's 2019, and we have Brock Lesnar, a killer, just a machine. He's literally the world's biggest troll currently. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most about. interesting he's been. In I never years. would have predicted this in a zillion years. Yeah, he is a he is an Instagram meme. He is a Twitter troll. Like the <laughs> yeah. character. it's the it's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, Stephanie said that it, their actions were you know whatever she was condemning their actions. It's like everyone that's ever had the money in the bank teases cashing in and doesn't do it unless they <laughs> cash in that night, right? Yeah. I mean that's the whole allure of it. Is but the best part was this money in the bank, uh, money in the bank briefcase winner had no clue about the, the, like the dates when he can do it by. Right. <laughs> that was pretty I, funny. How could you not know? That was so funny. Boy. That was funny, and then him smacking paul with the the papers (laughs) that's pretty good um and then yeah also the undertaker is going to be on raw for sure now the the arena where smackdown is being held they're advertising taker as well wwe has not announced it and then goldberg will be on smackdown so they're they'll be hyping their match you know at uh, super showdown this friday why smackdown do you think because it's the last show book for friday yeah but yeah i don't know i I thought that was kind of odd too i thought you'd want them both on raw but Mm -hmm. maybe they need that SmackDown number up. I don't know. It held up much better this past week than than Raw did. Raw was on Memorial Day, but um, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. yeah, but although they might have gotten fans to go be curious, the smart <laughs> to go be curious to see if they had anything to to combat what we saw with AEW, but I knew they wouldn't. <laughs> if anything, it was worse. It yeah, was. it was pretty bad. It, it was, was pretty bad. Uh, so, Raj, if you got a minute, I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Raj, how was your Vegas experience? I knew you were getting some Blue Chew before that trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take a, take a little refill. Uh, yeah, man, uh, stuff works. What can I say? If, if you haven't tried it, you know, it, and you've been curious, now's the time. Definitely, uh, definitely try it out. Did you just cut into the personal life of poor Raj Gary and his family? <laughs> it makes his family out to Las Vegas for a romantic getaway, and you just cut in and try to prostitute it for money and commercials? Did I just hear that right, Glenn? Following the best, Matt Morgan, poor, you've shared poor, your experience. Poor Mrs. Before, Gary. Poor your Mrs. praise. Um, I'll tell you, at StarCast, a couple came up to me, and the wife thanked me. No way. No Swear way. to God. Yeah, there, we got me. quite a few comments about Dude, Bluetooth. video of that. That's money. <laughs> She was just that's like, I want to thank you for turning reaction. him onto this. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that's right, the guys, thing. I got to jump off. It's <laughs> helping marriages, saving marriages. Raj has got to go. Uh, but no, Blue Chew is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the stuff. It is the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It's the stuff that works. If you remember those days when you were always good to go and now... Well, it's not that anymore. If you want to bring some more over Nalo into the bedroom, some Mama Mia, some jump for joy excitement, by all means. Get on this blue chew. You'll get that extra performance and extra confidence in bed. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You heard Raja's testimonial. Matt's talked about it. I've talked about it. Everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's the best. You get something extra where it counts. And it's not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. You talk that good game. You're one and done. Blue Chew is going to give you round two, three, four. You're going to have more false finishes than that main event tonight. 
It's going to be insane. Subscribe online, ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA, shipped and prepared direct, cheaper than a pharmacy, and a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, get your first shipment free. Use our special promo code WINC, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHU.com, promo code WINC, $5 shipping. Get it for free. Otherwise, you're going to get a couple pills. It's going to be great. Select that $20 plan. You're going to get that for free. Just pay shipping. Uh, try it out. You're going to love it. Bluetooth.com, promo code WINC. Bluetooth, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Matt, let's get into TakeOver. Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle tonight. Riddle, having quite a show and keeping it going here tonight. Uh, yeah. What did you think of his performance in this match? He needs to take Roderick Strong out for dinner. I used to do this when I'd wrestle <laughs> guys like Shannon Moore, like like sometimes squash matches. Actually, I would take the, the the smaller opponent out to eat because they let me ragdoll them and they came up with ideas for me to look like a monster and a killer that I was still green to know on my own to suggest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so damn green. Smackdown the first time around. So. And if I had like a really good match with somebody who definitely quarterbacked it and led the way, which I assure you. That's what Roderick Strong did out there. Roderick Strong is good. We we forget yeah. about it because he's, I hate to say this, he can be forgettable at times amongst that group, but he is damn good. He really reminds me of, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but like Dean Malenko in a way, as far as he's so flawless out there. There's no see-through in his work whatsoever, and he makes everybody look like a bigger star than they really are. Um, yeah. You know, he really does. He's that good. Um, it's just unfortunately, you know, it's his height, his size, and his look is very can be very vanilla at times, um, ish. And, compared to and, Riddle, especially. Compared to Riddle, especially. So when you have such a contrast, Riddle, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him. I know I sound like it, but Glenn, you could have had a four star match with him. That's how good he is. Riddle is really good too. It's he's still making. He's still you're still hosing his game. I see. And it's not his fault. It's he's so damn new, and he's he's using this new character, and it, it makes things harder at times. Um, it's all it, it ain't about the wrestling moves. It's about what you do in between the moves hmm. is what gets you over. And he's still figuring that out. And at times I see him, I'm like, I don't believe this. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Riddle has been uh, speaking of social media trolling for quite some time now, saying that he was he's going to face Brock Lesnar. He's going to thwart Lesnar's cashing. Lesnar would tie him up like a pretzel. You'd think, although I don't know, after his yes. performance tonight, no title on the line. I I'm, saying real life. I'm saying, oh, real life. oh, absolutely. But I could almost see Riddle getting called up sooner rather than later and maybe put into something. They're clearly high on him. No stakes in this match tonight. So why I not? Know, I, I'm okay with that. I know we like to have wrestling matches that's with stakes, but for what it's worth, when I'm watching like AEW, when I'm watching NXT, like I'm all about, and I know I'm not supposed to say this. But like it is, it's the truth for me. I'm all about the athleticism a lot of the time. I love ring psychology. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen it for years. I've seen yeah. wrestling ring psychology for years, and I'd like to see it again. But I'm an athlete too, and I really like to see these guys and how far they're pushing the limits athletically. The bar just keeps going up and up and up. And I'm just so blown away by these guys' athleticism a lot of the time. Really am. And this was a really good match. Uh, Riddle won with uh, the bro Derek. I was not aware his finishing move was called that. Over. Terrible. <laughs> okay, listen, Matt. Riddle, listen. Nobody from this generation knows who Bo Derek is. I do because I'm ancient. 
but nobody else really does. She's hot. I seen her in a Yankee game of all places when I was a little. Oh wow! Boy, and oh my god, she was hot. Oh my god! Remember when we were kids? Remember like when Bolero when, came out and it was yes. like unrated, watching that late night on cable? I do, and I thought I remember thinking it was like Playboy because I didn't know. Yeah. Better, and I was so young. Oh, those were the days. How about oh. this one? I used to think Glow was. <laughs> was playboy channel because like my friend yanni had a black and white tv in his room like a little tiny one portable one and so it was black and white so i we just assumed it had been playboy <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah that's a, hey you know we took it where we could get it back then right you know, <laughs> yeah this was the days of porn in the woods and uh scrambled yes why were they always in the woods that's i don't know I, I don't know. It's always in the woods when you go to your friend's house. They and always... why was it universal? Is that like an, just an American thing or was that international? I That's a good call. I just thought it was all my weird friends that just put their dad's stuff in the woods. <laughs> I didn't know that was going on everywhere else. Oh, Hilarious. I could do an entire podcast on that. Um, <laughs> so back to the wrestling tonight. Uh, yeah, Riddle picked up that win. Um, after that, we have the fatal four-way ladder match for the vacant NXT tag team titles, the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Yeah. Um, I think the headline out of this Street Profits winning, I said if they didn't get this, they were going to have the Enzo and Cass curse. You guys uh, all call that, yeah. Super over with the crowd, great celebration. Maybe not the most proficient wrestlers. I mean, and they're very talented, don't get me wrong. They've both been there, Montez Ford um, yeah. and Angelo Dawkins have both been there for a very, very long time in NXT. Uh, but I think they were a little bit of the underdogs in this match. Uh, I think they had a great performance. And uh, this match overall, I thought was great. I think the NXT tag division looks incredible right now. It does. I got nothing I can pick apart in this. This was entertaining to watch too. I, I didn't. Is, is it Dawkins right? Yeah, Angelo Dawkins. Curse of Greatness used to be his thing, and he's been doing. I, I noted this on Twitter. He's been doing that stirring motion now for like four years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was trying to dig him as much as possible because he started. He, he originally was trying to do a LeBron gimmick. Remember? Yeah. For a while there. Um, but uh, I'm happy to see him. You know, find his way. You know, first takeover for him. It's crazy, but that's cool. That's that's a cool story, though. You know, he finally, you know, he's been there a long, long time, and I think that's good. I think that's good that they're getting their shot with this. Um, the crowd was really into it, sure. but everyone tonight looked great. The spots with the ladders, um, I thought there was enough of that. I mean, it wasn't quite like a Money in the Bank match, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this tonight. I'm not a fan of the other tag team. The last tag team you said was it Orton? Oni Orkin and Danny Birch. I. I I don't, I don't know what the draw is to them. I, I think Orny, uh, Oni Lorkin. I know you rag on stuff like this. Oni, Oni Lorkin is the worst name in professional wrestling. It's terrible. Is that his but, real name, or did he choose but, that? But, but just, uh, I don't know. Just in the ring, once the bell rings, yeah, they're stiff. They throw stiff shots, and they, they're great. I can see that anywhere. I know, like, like then you look at Street Profits. You're like, that's a cool gimmick. That's a gimmick. That's a, those are characters right there. Yeah. No, and I think uh, this made them look really good tonight. In fact, yeah. I would like to see after the match, I tweeted this and other people did as well. I think if they're keeping Velveteen Dream around for a while, I think him and Tyler Breeze as a tag team, um, it's like that would give them something good to do if they're not going to put the main belt on them yet. That would be a good little like uh, sidestep for him where he can continue learning because he would learn a lot from Tyler Breeze. Yeah, absolutely. And I think them in a feud against the Street Profits, that would be money. That would be so, would so be. entertaining up the tag team division even more yeah and i think we need that right now i think they need just a little bit of kick because with uh the viking experience it, you know it would embarrass raw and smackdown even more 
Yeah, seriously. Um, man, there wasn't a bad match tonight. These were all really, really good. Uh, the NXT North American title match, Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream. What did you think of the the build with this and the way they sort of reintroduced uh, Tyler, gave him a I little like bit it. of a reboot? Yeah, I liked it. That was needed. It was good, and he is damn good. I've always been a fan of him, and I, I, I just always been liked his shtick from day one. You know, the male model thing I thought was awesome. He did it really well good enough to where he should have been given more way more of an opportunity and yes people can argue he had good tv time did a great job um on smackdown you know with, with, with some of the uh what was it the cop thing he was uh, fashion police with fandango thing, he was doing fandango that was fun he was entertaining but he's better than that even like he could have done a lot more than that so i'm hoping getting sim sent back down there um give him give, give him some time down there again because you lose your confidence when, yeah. when this happens. Usually, I lost my confidence when I got sent back down to OVW. I, I definitely lost some of my confidence. I have been main eventing SmackDown or closing it out at least, doing run-ins and shit like that at the end of the night to close out the show, powerbomb the hell out of Cena and things like that with Brock Lesnar. And then he quits, Nathan quits, and boom, you're back down to OVW. Um, yeah, that's a definitely ego killer. But a confidence killer, and it happens to everyone, not just me, all wrestlers. So I'm hoping he's able to turn this around. And you won't see it in the ring. You won't see it in his work. You won't see the lack of confidence in his work. It's behind the scenes. It's at home with your family. It's in situations like that where the lack of confidence shows up and it messes with your life a little bit. That's when I, I'm not blaming it on my drug use. I'm not. But that is when I turn to painkillers. And I really, in OVW, hit them hard because there's nothing to do there. You get bored. And I took an injury where I started taking painkillers, found out I got high, felt like I got high one time. I was like, oh, I like this feeling. And boom, I was off and running and I got bit by the addiction bug like you wouldn't believe. You know, so I'm not blaming it on that. I'll never blame it on wrestling. An addict is an addict and I would have found a way to use any which job I did. But my point is, it is a confidence killer when you get sent back down. So I'm hoping, you know, he's able to put it together. And uh, get called back up with something bigger because that's a sacrifice. People can say, oh, no, it's not. He got sent back down to NXT. He's going to get paid the same, and he gets a chance to start over again and be on TV with a hotter show, which, yes, I agree, it is a hotter show, and it is better. But I also would argue it's better for him. And um, I hope they see him making that sacrifice and not bitching about it and doing it and then bring him back up and give him a legitimate chance this time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to go back to the main roster, but I could definitely see him being uh, one of those player coaches in NXT and helping this next generation. I mean, he was there from the beginning, man. I mean, he was FCW, you know. He's a star. I don't care how short I agree. He, his gimmick, in my opinion, transcends his height. And with the fashion police, I mean, they were bona fide TV stars when they yes. did that Twin Peaks parody that you had, like David Lynch and Kyle MacLachlan and people tweeting out the Twin Peaks parody they did. Yes, get yeah, over that. Yeah, I mean, so I think he definitely passes that test. But yeah, if creative has nothing for him, what are they going to do? Um, NXT, I think for him, uh, I mean, he was on the first episode of NXT as NXT in its current incarnation, um, period. So, I mean, he, he's a you know, lifer, I think, if, if he wants to stick around there and be a part of making talent better. But I hope they give him something good now. I would like to see him in a tag team with Velveteen Dream. I think that would be really strong. Um, something I love this match tonight. I thought Dream's gear was on point. I thought both these guys did so well. It always is. His gear is always spot on. It's always, I love it. I just love him. I love him. He's such an entertaining character. Did you notice tonight? I hadn't seen this before. I'm sure someone in the chat who watches NXT weekly um, can give us insight in this. 
the way he was interacting with the crowd afterwards. I haven't seen him do that in past takeovers. I think his character was always a little bigger than that, but he was slapping hands tonight. Like he may, he made like a second round to go around with it. Um, I mean, I think it's interesting now that he's like fully, you know, accepting that a little more um, accessible almost in his uh, approach and demeanor. Maybe, you know, he's probably just feeling it. You know what I mean? And yeah. Be reacting now because when you're deep in that character and that is a very deep character mm -hmm. to get with, you're putting all these layers of clothes on you, if you will, so to speak, as far as your character development goes, right? So you'll lose a little bit of yourself within that. And it's hard to react when you have so many layers on top of you as your real self. Now I think he's done it for so damn long that he's finally able to show cracks of who he really is as well. And you'll see natural reactions. So I'm hoping that was a natural reaction for him. Let me ask you about that, man. I don't think we've ever discussed this in the years we've been doing this. How was your psychology as far as crowd interaction in your various uh, shades of character that you've had in your career? Super cocky as a heel usually. And mm -hmm. I start to get cheered sometimes, especially in TNA, um, because fans started getting annoyed like that I'd keep losing like the big match, the world championship match versus Ken Anderson versus Hardy versus whomever. Like I, I, ended, I think I had like seven pay-per-views with them, right? But I'd lose the championship match all the time. Mm. So I think as a heel, what happened to me is people would start to cheer because they'd want to see me get my just due. Yeah. So I still have to heal on them to cut that shit off. <laughs> Didn't mean to do my job no matter what. Even though I was always appreciative of it, you know? But once I became a baby face, yeah, I was just like, like not you know, have five of them, but constantly Twitter was a big one for me. I'd mm. always DM hands back usually and truly thank them um because i knew i wouldn't have a long run as a baby face so when i did i always really wanted to show them i'm one of them and i know the fans i watch this who write me know i'm a legit fan too now yeah it's not just some sort of put himself over because you know what i mean it's different it's i'm a legitimate fan and i always wanted to share that with those fans of mine yeah, it was interesting. I mean, even at Double or Nothing, everyone except MJF and Jericho interacted with the crowd, win or lose. Uh, yeah, even if they were injured. I mean, in WWE TV at pay-per-views, rarely do you even get any ramp interaction. So I thought that was an so, interesting change. One thing I remember happening yeah. to me in OVW, I was a, ba a big baby face there for like a year and change or something like that. I was going as big baby face at the time. And... I remember after the show, it was like maybe a few months in, and I was signing autographs outside the OB Davis Arena at OVW, mm -hmm. taking pictures with fans, and Nova came up to me, and he's like, be careful on how much you do that with the fans. I'm like, interact? Why? They're, they're my fans. And he's like, because, Matt, eventually, these are the same fans. They come in. These are not new fans that you're touring around the world, Matt. These are Louisville, Kentucky fans that are here for Ohio Valley Wrestling. They come every single week. They don't change. So if you get too close to them, you're, they're not going to eventually pay to see you. Instead, you're going to become, oh, Big Matt, that's my boy, Big Matt. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And there was some truth to that. He was right a little bit. It sounds yeah. dicky, but he was kind of right. Again, these were the same fans, week in and week out. These weren't new fans. Um, so I thought that was some good food for thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's very I interesting. Um, so, you know, if not for the last match, I would say that this really loaded it up with false, false finishes between, uh, Breeze and Dream. I really like this, uh, Dream finally won with the purple, purple Rainmaker elbow, dropped it for the pin to retain over Tyler Breeze afterwards. They took a selfie together and yeah, uh, 
Breeze, or pardon me, Dream celebrated with the crowd. So we'll see where they go on NXT TV from here. Uh, we got the coming soon vignette for Damian Priest, former Punishment Martinez. Um, I'm sure they'll develop more in coming weeks. And Io Shirai battled Shayna Baszler for the NXT women's title with Shayna retaining again. Will this ever end, Matt? Should it ever end? Or should she yes, be dominant forever? But, oh. but I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of her in any way. She's improved. She can work. She's good. I'm just not entertained by it. So take that for what you want. Yeah, you know, she's just lacking something and I can't figure it out because Asuka was kind of cool and mysterious. Oh, she was the, yeah, she's the best. I'd argue since Charlotte, for yeah. my mind, Asuka is the most entertaining female in that roster. Or the boss, too, by the way, than Asuka. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, Sasha was absolutely incredible as well in doing that. I just think Shayna doesn't have, it's not charisma. That's the wrong word. Mystique. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just something about her. There's something off with the I know it sounds so ridiculous. I'm even saying that, but like something in her voice. Mm. Like when she cuts these promos or it's talking trash, it just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, I have a huge disconnect with her. Meanwhile, love their opponent. Yo Shirai, Yo Shirai is fantastic. Yeah. She was great tonight. Great um, face. Great selling. Yeah, and we saw uh, Shafir and Duke try and run in to help out mm -hmm. Shayna. Candice LeRae came out, helped out Io. Um, I think what's really interesting about this is that Shirai faded uh, in the submission. Shayna won. And then afterwards, Shirai attacked Baszler with an assist from Candice LeRae with the kendo stick. And fans popped for that this was not a heel turn uh similar to when becky turned on charlotte the fans were fully in favor of eho just bringing it to baszler yes she absolutely lost it that's why she she just lost it and switched gears and showed that aggression mm -hmm. which which we all love to see out of our baby faces especially squeaky clean baby faces yeah it was something man um so i don't know where they go from here i guess uh I don't know. Are you watching NXT weekly? No. Okay. Um, so I know we saw Bianca Belair before lose to Shayna. She had a uh, match against Mia Yim that they taped before this will probably air Wednesday. Uh, it's Mia Yim. Yeah, I could see Mia Yim stepping it up and maybe being the one to finally unseat Shayna. She's really talented. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing her against Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair is great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's got a cool character on top of it. Cool and that's, charisma. Isn't it weird though, man? It's like Shayna is the argument. It should be all about the wrestling. It should be all about the in-ring work. But <laughs> we're not. That's why we're not watching UFC. That's why we're watching wrestling. We want. There you go. Street, we want Street Fighter, man. That's you know, I right want there. characters. You that's know? it right there. That's why we're not watching UFC. And we're watching this. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um. And Shayna just uh, like if this was a fighting game, Shayna is not the character I would ever pick to play as. But Bianca Belair every day of the week. Yes. doing spamming that hair move again and again oh, uh, yeah. absolutely man it'd be like those assholes when you played street fighter 2 that would always do bronco <laughs> with the electrocution are you gonna say that yes yeah oh, i hated that um so this was a really good match as well uh and then we had the main event well oh, actually first let's talk about this a second they announced nxt uk takeover cardiff august 31st same day as aew's all out really yeah, it's just going to be earlier in the day. It's going to be in the U.S. 3 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. It will have no effect on AEW. Oh, not at all. I just thought it was interesting that they're uh, syncing up a little bit on that. Uh, then the NXT title match. Oh, this went on for so long. Adam Cole versus Johnny, Ga Johnny Gargano. Really? 
really quick. AEW needs yeah. to no sell the shit out of that, by the way. They should yeah. never bring it up. They should never be like, oh, they're trying to compete again. Nope. Nope. You guys pretend to be way up here, even though you guys are brand new. And I'm telling you, it'll always work much better. That's how Vince always won so, uh, so many times. He'd no sell everything. Yeah, we'll see. And I don't know. That afterwards, after the Monday Night Wars, that Vince backstage was terrified he was about to lose <laughs> his company. It was about to go bankrupt. They were getting killed in the ratings and they were sweating it. We found out after. During it, we did not know that all that stuff, if you remember. Yeah. Number one never goes for number two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I even thought it was a cool spot. It got people talking, but even Cody uh, with the sledgehammer at the Triple H ring, it was like, okay. But yeah, you no, know, original. It was original. Yeah. And they're punching up at this, right? They're still the little guy. I mean, sure, they're backed by right. a billionaire, but they have everything to gain and nothing to lose at this point. They do. They just don't need to keep doing it now. Cody's part was cool. I popped for it. I, I thought it was cool. So yeah. it didn't take away from anything it added, I thought, but it won't continue to add. They just need to continue to no sell them. Yeah. So Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, NXT title. Adam Cole winning his first main NXT championship. He is now the yeah. second triple crown after Johnny Gargano to have the tag titles, North American title, and the main NXT title. And as you said earlier, um, so many, I feel like this was almost all false finishes. This mm -hmm. match, uh, yeah. just back and forth again and again and again. It could have gone either way, but ultimately Cole got the better. So many, uh, Panama sunrises tonight, too. Oh my god, it's an impressive finisher. I mean, I mean, it's, it's actually a setup, it's not a finisher, it's a setup, but still, it's money. That, that, that all their falses tonight were impressive, but again, like I said to you guys earlier, you're getting your ass handed to you, and you're about to, you know what I mean? You're about yeah. to get dirt nap you're about to get knocked out you got one shot left to throw you are not throwing something you've never thrown before you would never not that would not now not be the time yeah it was uh something else man i think they both looked really good in this so adam cole clearly not going anywhere gargano do you think he gets called up to 205 live maybe or do you think he stays in nxt no, it's not doing anything no no i it's agree he stays in NXT. And that's not a shot at him. That's a compliment to him. Yeah. Yeah. They need him. They need him. I know he's done everything. He's worked everybody. How much more can you really do? How many ways? Because I remember saying, oh, God, my, my, my memory is terrible with these names. Who is his big opponent? That's terrible. I should be shot for that. Tommaso Ciampa, who was on the pre-show. Like I said I should be shot for that. Um. Anyways, like how, when we watch those matches, like after the second one, how many times do we say, how many times, how many ways are there to kill Johnny Gargano? Well, guess <laughs> what, folks? We find like five new ways every single match the kid has. So, again, so for those that want to argue, like there's not much more you can do with him. I mean, everybody like, you know, takes an Uzi out and shoots the guy every other every, every other week. He, he's getting hit by everything and then some. But I still get sucked into it. I do. I really do. So he's more important at NXT to me. He really is because that company needs him. Yeah, I actually think it would be beneficial for NXT to focus on the talent they have. So maybe this is a good side effect of AEW taking a lot of the indie guys off the market now is that NXT doesn't need to make room for anyone else. Um, they can focus on the talent they have, tell a story with that. I think some stability would be good because for a while it seemed like perpetual oh, turnover, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I think that investing in storytelling with the talent they have will maybe uh, help NXT as a division. I mean, I think NXT gets hurt the most by AEW. No um, question. No yeah. question. Although tonight's, you heard the audience. They were yeah. they were thrilled. They were into this. Well, you're not going to go to an NXT live event and chant <laughs> AEW. 
I mean, you'll go to Raw or SmackDown and do that, but not NXT. No, you're absolutely right. Give yeah. me one second, Glenn. Sorry. Yeah, no, do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, overall tonight, this, if this was NXT's response, I think they held the course that is solid night of wrestling. We did go off the air tonight with Adam Cole holding the title belt, joined by the undisputed era surrounding him. No one turned on anyone. Kevin Owens did not appear. There was no surprise as we went off the air. Um, but the undisputed era had, well, an interesting night, right? We had a uh, Roderick strong lose that opening match to Matt Riddle. Uh, we had the uh, other two whose names are escaping me, uh, not win the titles in the NXT tag title match, but Adam Cole did pull off that victory at the end. So mixed results for the Undisputed Era in NXT. Um, I have to say, I loved uh, Adam Cole entering with uh, the guy from Wrestle and Flow rapping his theme song. I know he did that YouTube video a couple months ago of him rapping over that. I thought that was really cool. It was. Yeah. Highly recommend the Wrestle and Flow uh, YouTube channel. You will see lots of uh, hip hop merged with wrestling themes. Very, very good stuff. Uh, so overall for TakeOver, so I guess their next one is going to be SummerSlam weekend in Toronto. Uh, yeah. Always, I mean, it's always going to get an A. Yeah. It's always going to be a hundred for me. It's just, I, it's, it's good. From top to bottom. I'm always, I'm always enthralled with these pay-per-views. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was not boring. Not a lot of surprises tonight, but then again, you know, they didn't necessarily have to do that. I mean, they've got TV. We'll I'm sure we'll learn more when the next TV tapings leak. I'm sure they'll be doing that soon. Um, I feel the best about NXT of any of the WWE properties right oh, now. Think? Yeah, well, yeah. trying to be positive, Matt. I'm trying. Gee, debatable. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown is good most weeks bad occasionally let's say you have 25 bucks you can spend on smackdown raw or nxt to view at your home and your comfort at your own leisure what are you putting the 25 bucks yeah nxt by far by far um i mean it was different than double or nothing i don't think it's necessarily the best to compare them head to head it was two different ideas i will say this though real Mm -hmm. quick there was a difference, and I hope fans can see it. I'm AEW's biggest mark, probably physically. Um, and, 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 and no, and seriously, I, I am. I love the show. I love yeah. all the athleticism. I love the young guys, especially ones I've never heard of. Now I have. Awesome. It's not easy to do that, to get young talent over that nobody's ever heard of and now get so many of them over. That's not easy. Um, and they've done that. So I, I'm the biggest fan there is. And I'm saying that on purpose because – I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on it, but I wanted the fans to really notice the difference between the two shows as a whole. Hmm. Uh, Jericho, Kenny, definitely uh, Cody and his brother Dustin, that, that story. Did you guys notice that there were more stories told in the Young Bucks too? They told a good story and they're not getting credit for it, by the way, in their tag match. Their story that they were no longer gelling together. They've got ring rust. Yeah. They stuck to that match no one puts it over they just put over all the moves they did they actually did good they had good ring psychology hmm? was putting it over anyways those last three for the most part it wasn't much ring psychology in any of those other matches per se nxt from top to bottom every single match told a very specific story they worked body parts they didn't just go out there and do what we call in wrestling meat uh chopping meat or yeah 
potatoes, meaning that you just go out there and you just hit any offensive thing in the middle. Of the heat. When you're the heel, you get heat on your opponent, right? And you start whipping his ass. Well, during that part of the match, you're supposed to isolate a body part. You know what I mean? Usually the baby face early at the end of their shine, charges the corner, you sidestep him, he eats a turnbuckle in his chest. Guess what's wide open? Voila. Bicycle kick now to his chest. Start working that chest or start working the abs. And now everything I do from rest holds to um, to everything in my offense is going to be targeted on that weak body part now. Um, NXT did that almost on every match tonight. I would argue, though, in the main event, they lost a little bit of that. But- yeah, I wasn't sure necessarily the story. I mean, Johnny Gargano is unstoppable. That's kind of <laughs> his character uh, to a degree. Yeah. I don't know what was different about this. I think with uh, Gargano versus Ciampa, an embarrassment of riches, right? A history with them as a tag team, stuff involving Candice LeRae. I mean, Funny. but yeah. but but, did, but again, they did tell that story though. Again, the body part, what was hurt, the knee was hurt, Adam Cole's left arm was hurt. They stuck to selling all of those things, and it implemented. It was implemented into their offense when it was time for them to go on offense against their opponents. They continued to sell. That's very important to take home here. That's the difference between the two pay-per-views from top to bottom, I'm saying. I agree with that. And I think uh, what's... Fuck Cody, the last three matches. Well, but what saved Double or Nothing was the new characters. And we saw these characters, I mean, Orange Cassidy, Nakazawa, doing the stuff with the oil. Plus, 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 plus for me. Well, no, no, I'm talking about what uh, the la- what. Pardon me, not saved it. What made up for the lack of storytelling was that we had new characters in those Double or Nothing, like the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal uh, for Double or Nothing. I don't mean character-driven storylines. I mean in the middle of the match, their story. When you hear people talking about, it's telling a story. It has nothing to do with their character. It no, has to do with the work and the psychology and the actual match. The body part being worked. No, I agree with that. But I'm saying that in the other matches, I think that they uh, they maybe tilted a little more towards the character moments. Orange Cassidy being a great example. There wasn't a story about him and Tommy Dreamer in that match, but we got that little showcase. Did you see him on YouTube? I saw it. Uh, maybe it was on Twitter. He did uh, suicide dive with his hands in his pockets. Yes. yes. Come on, son. Come no, on. It's some. Ne- but and actually, he's a good example of how a character can just dominate the story. Right. It's like <laughs> the gimmick is just so. I mean, if you have a Smile. match with him, Matt. Yeah, you just you just follow his lead, man. You just do what he wants. I will to do. mess it up. I will totally mess <laughs> his dick up. I don't want to be responsible for this. You're just gonna start corpsing in the middle of it. <laughs> You know, I knew, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, ruin the kid's gimmick. It's money. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. They, you know, they haven't announced his opponents yet for uh, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fall. And I think if AEW has not signed him yet, they need to lock that shit down immediately. Yes, yes, I agree. Immediately. Um, right in this day and age, it is impossible to do something that no one else has done throughout the history of wrestling. Guess what? He's doing it. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. No, it's it's really incredible. I think him and MJF uh, are just major major stars. Have you seen all the MJF interviews from uh, Starcast? Yeah, he, 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 I did watch the Stone Cold podcast too, or listen to that. He yeah. was in character the entire time, and Austin loved it. I know Stephen. I know he loved it because he was working it the entire time. It was great. Yeah, you know it was funny. I did. Tweet out tonight, we always say Velveteen Dream, 23 years old, only been doing this for five years. MJF, 23 years old, only been doing this for four. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. I love that the kid gets it, and I love how much passion he puts into not breaking kayfabe. 
Yeah, and they did announce that it's going to be Jericho versus Page for the AEW Championship at All Out in Chicago, August thirty first. Yeah. Um, yeah, Page is he's gonna he's on the brink of being a megastar. I think Jericho needs to win it for when TV starts, though. I think they'll get better TV ratings if they start with Jericho as champ. Well, well let me ask you why. Um, okay, so I was hanging out with. What the hell's the difference if there's a belt around his waist or not? I was talking to my brother last night who doesn't really watch wrestling anymore, but he used to watch it when Jericho, X-Pac, you know, I, I get that. But there's something about him. as He's a champion. He's the guy they're starting with. You could just tell people that, like, he's running the show. Really? More than saying, wow, Chris Jericho's on the show and he's not the champion? Who is a champion? Is Adam, Adam Page? Who is this guy? I got to watch him. If Jericho ain't the champion, then this dude is? Wow, he must be money. I but how much of him. a chase How much of a chase story can they, can they tell until they have weekly TV? I think Page should yeah. go over Jericho, but I think he should be the second champ. There, there is something to having that chase. There is. But yeah. I think because they're brand new and they're just starting off on, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I'm just, I just will say this. Chris Jericho does not, uh, any mega star like Dean Ambrose as well, does not need to be the champion of that company. I agree with that. They debut on TNT for the do any difference in their numbers. Just as long as they're advertised, obviously that has to happen. Yes. They've mm -hmm. got to be the one in the picture and whatever the ads. Yes, definitely. But them wearing a belt around their waist does not improve those chances. But I'll tell you, though, I would like it right now to go Jericho, Page unseats him, MJF unseats Page, and then Orange Cassidy unseats MJF. <laughs> I, I like all three of those, by the way. Is that, yeah. I, I want to start with Jericho, but yeah. Yeah, but, the, but I think they need to build those stars. That's how they need to use Moxley. That's how they need to use Jericho, the Bucks, Kenny. Like, bring up this talent to their level as quickly as possible. I think they haven't announced Cody's opponent for All Out. I think... Have you noticed in MJF's interviews that he's standing Cody Rhodes so hard, calling him roller coaster, calling him my mentor? I think there's going to be a turn there, and I think Cody versus MJF. What's that? Zabisco and Bruno. He's going to yeah. turn on his uh, um, trainer, his, his idol. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think MJF and Cody, I think that would be a money feud that would be great to start TV with. Wife with him. She starts cursing <laughs> him on the YouTube show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. That it's new that we're getting like all this new stuff there. And I think with NXT TV, I think they're going to benefit from it. Um, I think what's interesting now, Moxley wasn't in NXT proper. He was in an F uh, FCW. So he had good stuff to say about triple H in his, um, interviews. Really. It seems like it's just Vince. I mean, but it's kind of like what we've always talked about, right? Vince is the guy that can be the best thing or the worst thing in WWE, depending on the day of the week. And the OBO is the yeah. ultimate decision maker, which has made them successful for all of these years until well, they're so successful. You can't argue that they are or not. They are, but they need some updating here in their creative process. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that the, the days of the week when he's the worst thing in the WWE are Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. Rest of the week is, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, on that note, Matt, we should take this home here. Enjoy the rest of our Saturday evening. Anything you want to plug before we go off the air? No, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your tweets, by the way. I appreciate it. Always here, like, like hearing how much you guys like the show and uh, different shiznit that I bring to the show. Thank you all for saying that. I do always do appreciate it. Thank you. We have the best fans. It's absolutely incredible. No, we absolutely do. Met so many of you at StarCast, and it was really, really wonderful. Uh, we'll be back here Monday night to talk about Raw Tuesday night, back here to talk about SmackDown. Until then, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.